This is Post Game Rewind from the RIT Tigers Sports Network, recapping RIT's 4-3 loss at Robert Morris on January 3rd, 2021. We're back at Clearview Ice Arena. Tigers dropped this one to Robert Morris 4-3. The Tigers got a late 6-on-4 goal uh, with uh, netminder Logan Drackett pulled and the Tigers on a power play. And now we're going to step uh, over and uh, have some post-game comments from RIT head coach Wayne Wilson. Coach, some some desperation at the end of the game there, the last couple minutes, but Robert Morris was just better at finishing tonight. Um, I, I don't, yeah, they, they were, I guess. We gave up a couple, I mean, some really good chances, and, and whatever they scored on was really a chance. We didn't give them much tonight. I don't know what the final shots, I don't have any statistical. Uh, uh, 37-19 in your favor. <laughs> I just thought, we, you know, I yeah. thought we controlled the whole game. We gave up a two-on-one. Uh, Should have stayed, take away the middle guy. We went over to the boards. They passed it to the middle. They scored. Uh, a bad goal on Drax on the one. I'm, I, kind of a, a you know, muffin that went through his legs, and he'd love to have that one back. A bad pinch then a, then a three on a three-on-one three on yeah. and, and uh, scored. And, that, and then a couple of miracle saves were, you know, desperate. I mean, they, they saved the puck, but out of the net, reaching with a stick off his stick and over and stuff like that. So I, I was happy with the way we played tonight, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, so just a, a couple of bad bounces. But, um, you know, the goals obviously are coming pretty easy for us along the way too and, and not so easy tonight. But I like the way we competed. I thought last night the difference was we didn't play poorly, but we didn't really battle. Like we didn't get to any loose pucks around their net. Their goalie gave up a lot of rebounds last night and we didn't get to any of the rebounds. I thought we did a much better job tonight and uh, you know they found a way to win which to their credit and they're a good hockey team uh, so well deserved on there but I like where we're at and and I feel confident you know if we see them down the road again that uh, we'll be better for it. You out shoot someone that badly then you know things will, will turn your way too. Tigers weren't, weren't able to score an even strength goal all weekend long. Is that you know, and it seemed like Rob Morse was giving you the outside, and you had trouble penetrating into that best, that good score. I'd say a little bit of that. Like I'd say the first night, I would, I would say that I, I, I didn't think we were willing to go into that area. We had uh, two attempts and two shots on net from right in front of the goalies from the hash marks on down. Uh, they had uh, something. I think they had 17 attempts or something. I, I forget what it was, but anyways. Uh, but tonight, I thought we were much better. We just didn't have the, the bounces and. You know, like the one when when Dan pinched down and they came out, shot and you know, move puck movement, puck control, great uh, play by our, our guys, and boom, one mistake and they come down. Like they probably were probably thinking we got to change here, but it was a three on one. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I I thought uh, we learned a, a lesson from last night and uh, we didn't get the result tonight, but it was still much better. You've got a hockey-wise. You've got a very quick turnaround. Three games against Canisius Wednesday, Friday, and and Sunday. That doesn't give you an oppor- opportunity to really even scout Canisius, let alone change any systems. Well, we've already scouted them because we've <laughs> prepared for them once, and they've only played two games since that first scouting report. So we'll we'll take a look yeah. there. No, that's not a problem. And, and teams aren't drastically different. There's a couple little plays they might do, face-offs and stuff like that. That different style, but. Uh, We've just got to be ready for it, and I, I think we will. I'm, you know, I'm excited to keep playing at this time because to sit on these losses and uh, oh, we're not in school and, like, what are we going to do? Let's just play hockey, and uh, so long as we can stay away from that virus thing there and just stay healthy, we want to get our games in and, and hopefully uh, 
we can start playing on Wednesday again. And we want to uh, let everybody know we're going to have one additional time to talk this week, Tuesday at 6 p.m. The Alumni Association putting on a webinar. Scott and Matt Campbell and I will have a chance to sit down with you, and folks will be able to type in some questions and talk, too, so you get a chance to answer some more questions. And I know since you don't get to go out and see the alumni like in a normal year, this is an opportunity for a lot of those folks to have some Yeah, I think it's great, and I think uh, we've played enough games now that we have a pretty good feel for our team and, and, and things like that, so I'm looking forward to that, and that should be a lot of fun. And as long as you guys take it easy on me, then I think we'll be all right. Well, as we told the folks at home, we have to deliver softballs, but they're allowed to ask you some hard questions. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take it. So, but uh, yeah, you know, we really do just miss our fans and miss fans being on the road too. It's just such a different building, but it is amazing. Uh, um, and you guys might hear too much from up here. I don't know, but it is amazing. Uh, you know, what, once the puck drops, is how focused. It's just a hockey game again, and you, everything is forgotten but it's 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 during those stoppages and coming out and all the other stuff that uh, you really miss it so anybody can register for that you don't have to be an rt alumni you just go to rt.edu slash alumni click on the events tab and register for that it's tuesday at 6 p.m it'll last about an hour so we hope you'll join us and uh thanks uh wayne for your comments tonight and we'll uh talk to you on tuesday all right thanks a lot guys Welcome back to Clearview Ice Arena. RIT dropping the weekend, uh, losing today 4-3 to to Robert Morris. With that, the Tigers are 4-4 and 2 overall. 2-2-1-0-1 oh, in Atlantic hockey. Yeah. If that makes any sense to you, congratulations. <laughs> no, what it means, the Tigers did win a shootout, and so they picked up the extra point along the way in the standings. Um, you know, before we dive into it, you know, Coach Wilson may be uh, less critical of things than uh, we were, but uh, maybe part of it is that just Robert Morris seemed to have the Tigers' number in things like passing and some of the little scrums along the boards. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's uh, that's something that the Tigers really haven't played an opponent like that so far this season um, that, you know, has read their book, as the saying goes. Um, so, you know, that's that's something RIT's going to have to figure out how to adjust to. And I think part of that is the size of Robert Morris. Definitely a bigger, heavier team to play against. Yeah. With, and, you know, because they've got so many players in the 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", size range, they've got a longer reach. And you wonder whether that, you know, played into it just a little bit as well as the, the Tigers didn't quite, uh, you know, couldn't quite get the passes through as they wanted. But, you know, then... Uh, it, at the end there, the last couple of minutes, it seemed like the Tigers kicked it up another gear. They they did. Now, they, and the Tigers did start out pretty strong. They yeah. weren't rewarded for it, but they got a lot of pressure in the first two minutes on the Robert Morris net, but it was Robert Morris who would get on the scoreboard first. Right, and, you know, the Colonials were very oppor- opportunistic. Uh, you know, their their opening goal, uh, you know, came off a, a two-on-one rush that was set up by a puck jumping over the stick of a Tiger defenseman at the blue line. Um, you know, and that so that one, you know, was gave them a, a big jump. They that evened the ice is a, a little bit during the, the remainder of that first period, as it was certainly tilting in the Tigers' direction prior to that. Well, why don't we jump into uh, recapping tonight's contest? So with that, uh, as we were just talking about, the uh, the Robert Morse Colonials did get on the board first at the 5:53 mark of the opening period. Uh, a two-on-one break up the ice uh, caused by a, a, a bad bounce at the Colonial Blue Line. Uh, 
that uh, Robert Morris was able to finish off. It was Matthew Guerrera uh, with the goal for Robert Morris. He was the only new player that didn't play last night, and he got the Colonials on the board first. Uh, shots in that first period were nine aside, um, but I thought uh, as a kind of a judgment call, but Robert Morris's opportunities out of their nine shots were slightly better uh, than the Tigers, as most of the Tiger shots came from uh, the perimeter. Uh, so that's how we ended the first period at uh, with Robert Morris with a one nothing lead. The Colonials uh, were uh, able to start the second period with a, uh, a power play, and just as that power play ended, um, they were able to extend their lead. Um, they uh, when uh, Grant Hebert uh, finished off a play, Adam Spalacy uh, took a shot, and uh, the rebound uh, came right out onto the stick of Grant Hebert. Uh, and he put a, a powerful wrist shot on that. Dracket got a piece of it, and uh, but not enough of it, and it just trickled across the goal line. And in Coach Wilson's comments, that's the one that Dracket wishes that he had back. Um, as, uh, and I think pretty much any goaltender is going to have that feeling. If they get a piece of it, they think they can stop it. <clears throat> um, but uh, Dracket was unable to, and Robert Morris was up 2 nothing. a minute 40 into the second period. Um, and then another odd man rush midway through the period allowed Robert Morris to uh, get out to a 3 to nothing lead. This time it was a three-on-one break. Uh, it was late in the colonial shift. Uh, you almost felt like if it hadn't been three-on-one, they might have just dumped it in, uh, but they were going to take, uh, take it down the ice even with tired legs, and it paid off as Randy Hernandez finished off uh, the breakaway uh, for the goal at the 10:34 mark. And midway through the game, it was 3 nothing Robert Morris and looking pretty grim for the Tigers, but they uh, they got a bit of a break late in the period. A, a five-minute major uh, was called on uh, on Kyle Head, and uh, during that resultant power play, the Tigers were able to get on the board. Uh, a very quick wrist shot from a tight angle off of the stick of Nick Bruce. Uh, uh, broke the shutout and got the Tigers onto the board. Time of that RIT goal, 15.30 the second period. Alden Dupuy and Regan Seiferling with the assists officially on that goal, but as you heard in the replay, it was set up by Jake Joffe. He got uh, finally got some traffic in front of goaltender Noah West, created enough of a distraction that West had to move, and while he was moving, Bruce threw the puck uh, in and scored the goal for the Tigers. That's how the second period ended with Robert Morris up 3-1. to one. RIT outshot the Colonials 20-6 to six in that period. The Tigers certainly had a, a, an advantage uh, territorially in that second period, but not quite uh, as much as 20-6 to 6 might lead you to believe. In the third period, Robert Morris regained their, uh, their uh, three-goal lead at the 7-14 mark uh, when Nick Perkusik scored off of a rebound um, from the weak side uh, that uh, Randy Hernandez had the initial shot on, and that made it 4-1 Robert Morris early in the third period. And then uh, the, the Tigers uh, found themselves killing off a penalty a, a few minutes later. And uh, after the, uh, the result of that was kind of a, a, a weird play. Uh, Robert Morris was rushing through the neutral zone to get into the RIT zone. There was a turnover just inside of the RIT blue line. And all of a sudden, it was three-on-one Tigers going the other way. Dan Willett got, got uh, fed the puck on the weak side. And uh, from the right face-off dot, Willett scored his uh, first career shorthanded goal uh, for the senior. And that, uh, that made it 4-2 uh, to two Robert Morris. Time of that RIT goal, 12-32 with the third period.
Will Caverly and Kobe Walker with the assists on that goal, that shorty for Willett. Uh, and that made it uh, uh, just a two-goal deficit for the Tigers. They would pull goaltender Logan Drackett with uh, 2.23 remaining on the clock. Uh, and uh, they had a couple of scares right off the bat where, uh, where Robert Morris had a chance at an empty net, and they couldn't bury the, those opportunities. And they were able to turn it around. Robert Morris takes a uh, uh, slashing penalty by Nick Perkusik, and Tigers had a 6-on-4 advantage when that penalty occurred. The Tigers took their timeout. Coach Wayne Wilson uh, talked to, to, uh, to his players, and they set something up. And it, it ended up working. The Tigers were able to score the power player extra attacker goal when Jake Hammaker finished off a rebound. Time of that RIT goal, 19-25. Willett cross ice now to Calverly. That shot is blocked. Loose and a score. Rebound comes over to Hammaker, and he buries it from the bottom of the right circle. And this is a 4-3 game with 35.7 seconds left. It was Hammaker's uh, fourth goal of the season. Power play, extra attacker goal, uh for the senior and uh, that that narrowed it down to one but the Tigers were not able to get any uh, good scoring opportunities in the last 35 seconds of the game um, and uh, that's how the score ended. Tigers outshot Robert Morris 8-4 to four in the third period 37-19 over the course of 60 minutes of play. The Tigers went 2-6 for six on the power play. Robert Morris 0-3 oh, on the man advantage. Uh, Logan Drackett with 15 saves on the evening. Noah West, 34 saves in net for the Colonials. And that's how it wraps up. You know, um, I've been thinking about uh, Coach Wilson's comments after the game. Maybe it's tempering a little bit of my feelings about it, but it's, it still seemed like the, the Tigers, even though they were getting the opportunity, still had a lot of struggle in that game, too. Uh, yeah, there, there were a lot of times where they just they couldn't get cleanly through center ice. They couldn't. Uh, they would get into the zone, and it'd be Robert Morris taking it right back out of the zone. They just couldn't. And they, you know, and I, I think a shortcoming all weekend long is is the the scheme, the defensive scheme that Robert Morris was running in their own end of the ice. Uh, even when the Tigers were able to get it set up, Robert Morris was willing to give them the perimeter. And the Tigers could kind of move things around, but anytime they tried to get inside the faceoff dots, uh, the Colonials made it extremely difficult. And RIT struggled to get uh, to get traffic in front of West all weekend long, and uh, to get uh, uh, they, not too many of their shots came from that prime scoring area. The Colonials swept the Tigers this weekend tonight, a 4-3 loss for RIT, but they did battle back pretty close. I met Trefsker with Scott Bigger. And, you know, Coach Wayne Wilson made an interesting comment uh, in his, you know, in our, his interview is that, you know, he said the goals were coming a little too easy, you know, earlier in the season. And that, that might have been true, um, you know, uh, five goals. You know, the Tigers were averaging, uh, what is it, 4.25 goals per game among and, and ranked uh second nationally in that category mm -hmm. uh, through the first uh, eight games of the season and you know and they, they didn't come easy at all any at any point this weekend and you wonder whether that's a, a little bit of a, a wake-up call for the Tigers and uh, you know maybe they'll uh, they'll take that forward as they've got a lot of games coming up you shouldn't overlook though uh, freshman netminder Noah West for Robert Morris I thought he looked Really solid all weekend. Very well positioned. Very poised. Not rattled. And he made some huge stops. How does Schooley do that? Just when he he's like Frank Saratori. As soon as you know, he he, he graduates a, or loses a, a goaltender that was like all everything for him, and you know he's desperate. Doesn't think he's got uh, much, uh, you know, much in net. And then all of a sudden he 
find somebody that turns out to be really good. Well, last year, uh, after losing Frank Murat, he had a transfer come in as a graduate transfer, and Murat came in as a freshman and took over, and it looks like Noah West is going to uh, take over the position this year. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought Robert Morris, as well as they played, really did miss Jordan Timmons, who yeah. was injured last night. We understand a, a lower body injury. Uh, it looked like uh, an ankle or knee. We understand probably lower than higher, but uh, he just kind of got tangled around, sort of a, an odd thing, and I know they hope they can get him back, but that line was not as dominant as it was with him last night. No, not not even close to as dominant. Now, you know, Hardikainen Hart, did play well. It's not a knock on him at all, um, but, uh, you know, his line mates, Adamo and Hebert, were, are, were so used to playing with Timmons so far this season um, that, uh, you know, that, that they were not as big a part of this game tonight without Timmons on their right side.